back to the second episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast of 2020. If you don't know by now, my name is Christopher Brown and I will be your host. Since the launch of the podcast, I've been asked the exact same thing. Why do you do this podcast? And I give the exact same answer over and over. This podcast is about talking to people in an intimate setting and just having a discussion. Today, we find ourselves often becoming keyboard warriors and have forgotten the lost art of having a conversation. So with that in mind, in 2019, I started this podcast to achieve one goal, get people talking again. With no notes, no questions, I sit down with subjects to learn about them from them. Today's guest is no exception to that. Terry Griffiths, or as some might know him on Twitter as at GayYodaYYC, sits down for today's interview and we chat, we laugh, we dive deep into what he knows best. We talk about his coming out, Terry meeting his husband, and his newest endeavor, his podcast. As a self-described bear in the community, Terry and I also dive deep into the gay culture in Calgary. We talk about discriminations within the gay community, and for some reason, Beyonce. We also talk about gay youth today, and if we are losing the meaning of pride. So with that being said, enjoy Cross Border Interviews featuring Terry Griffiths. Already laughing. Not even five seconds. I know. It's nervous laughter. I'm telling you. Okay. I'll try to begin. Hey, it's okay. okay. This is what it is. It's just an open conversation between two people shooting the shit and having some fun. All right. Okay? Let's do this. Terry, thank you very much for doing this. Okay, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I will say this as for your podcast. I am hashtag blessed to have you. Oh, here. my God. I love it. <laughs> Hashtag I love and like bitches. I was like, I was, I had to make sure I opened up with that because if if we do not get your true personality through this podcast, I don't know if I've done my job correctly. Right? Exactly. I know. I'm just I'm larger than life, and you should be hashtag blessed to have me here. So uh, the question I usually start off with everyone, yeah, is where does your sense of duty come from? But for you, it's a little bit different because I want to know where does your sense of larger than life come from? Uh, I think it's. <coughs> It's from growing up, uh, and I think it oh, it's going to sound really, like, depressing and wah-wah, but it was all a defense mechanism. Growing up as a larger kid in Calgary, I've been here for a while, um, I couldn't do sports. I, I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have much of anything, but I did have a sense of humor, so I really relied on that. So I would usually either be the first to make fun of myself or be the first to make a joke and make fun of something else. So I would, I wouldn't be as hurt if any, if, if anyone came and attacked me, I would make the kids laugh first. Yeah. And it's kind of just snowballed from there. And now I'm just always on and I'm just larger than life. Cause that's what people expect from me now. Because I think you and I are in the same situation a bit, and that's why I wanted to have mm-hmm. you on, because I, I found your uh, podcast fascinating, but also your backstory a little bit, because I, I did go through your Facebook account okay. just yeah. to see, but uh, you come from a Calgary, a more conservative area, yep. as yep. you would say. I came from a rural area in, uh, in Ontario, and uh, the uh, country boys, let's call them, would pick on me because I was the overweight kid, mm-hmm. and while I wasn't openly out in high school, I 
was teased. Oh, you're homosexual. Yes. You're fag. You're gay. Yep. Right. So I, I, I sort of was uh, attracted to your story when I saw that. And I now that you just said that, it's uh, sort of clicking two birds with one stone here going, oh, he seems uh, like what I went through as yeah. well. <laughs> so how does a young kid from Calgary overcome that? Because if you keep on making fun of yourself, like I did, yeah. you do get depressed. So how, do, how does someone get out of that depression to get to the part where you are the bubbly person you are today? Um, medication. Okay. Definitely. And alcohol. Uh, it was... It took me a long time to realize what I was actually doing. Um, it was just just even the self-deprecating humor. It was... And it's something that I got used to and it's, uh, it's something that I expected from people just to automatically think that I was like stupid and fat and whatever, whatever. But I wasn't. Like I'm... Like I was always... I always... I'm intelligent. So I, I did really good in school. I was just terrible in social platforms. Um, all the way up until high school when my group of friends actually shifted and I became part of the popular kids I forced gumped my way through that I have no idea how it happened it just did so all of a sudden I find myself no social skills and I'm with the largest group of like there was like 50 of us in our high school we all hung out all the time and just trying to navigate that but again because I was really really funny people would always just gravitate towards that so it made even gained me in popularity so it kind of reinforced everything that I was doing growing up making saying that yeah this is a good thing and this is how it is supposed to be it's it's only until I actually left a lot of that group graduating high school you, you go on to life and then it's not there that you actually have to kind of wade through it and realize who you are and kind of pick it apart why did I do these things uh, what's better for me and then yeah I think I, I don't do much self-deprecating human anymore humor anymore because I know that it's it's a negative impact on me but it kind of has left behind remnants of being able to be funny in awkward and weird situations then that's still how I cope and my brother we both do the same thing it's um, so were you out in high, in no, high school I was almost outed okay in high school uh, last year um, I, was, I was actually just hanging out with one friend more often than anything um, and that's kind of what happened I started pulling away from my group and started hanging out with a different like a different group and it was just one he, he became my best friend and that's what they automatically assumed it wasn't and then it's just it, it kind of that's what negatively impacted me on the lot in grade 12 and it was like you know what I just want to graduate and get out of here so 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 we'll jump back a little bit yep. here now because you you weren't born and raised in Calgary um, I was I was born in Montreal. There you go. You're yes, I was born in Montreal, as was half of my family. I moved here when my mother kind of packed an overnight bag and because she just got divorced and everything and flew out here to live with her father that was out here. I was like five months old. So okay. So you've only known Calgary. I Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I am one of those rare people that have lived here almost all my life. Wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the big things that when you're at in high school, uh, we talked about it, but we want to dive a little bit more deep. But when did you first know you were gay? Oh, like eight years old. Really? Oh, I knew. Yeah. I knew I was different. And different? Did you know the word or no, did you just I, know I you knew were different? I, I, I want to say I knew I was wrong. Like that sort of like. Really? All the other boys were like in girls. I was thinking about 
doing those kind of things with boys. Okay. Right? Um, I gravitated more towards girls for friendship because I understood them and we kind of were on the same wavelength. So a lot of my friends through elementary and junior high were all women. Uh, I couldn't make guy friends. And I think it's for the same reason because I was always, I, I didn't know how to deal with them, either being attracted to them and not know what those feelings were or anything. But yes. Uh, ever since you start getting those feelings, it was I knew it I never was goes away. Yeah, I, I knew I was gay, and uh, I'm not sure. Like myself, I went through a phase where I, I can't be gay, right? Yeah, there's no way I can be gay. I need to try and figure out if I'm attracted to women. Yeah. So I'll date girls in high school, and I think my longest relationship in high school was one day. <laughs> I started the date, and I went, "Oh God, what the hell am I fucking doing?" Uh, same. Um, I had one uh, one girlfriend, quote unquote, who lasted three days. It's the only girl I've ever kissed. And I only kissed her once. And then we started going out. We kissed on a Friday night. Saturday, we didn't see each other. Sunday night, she broke up with me. So, okay, maybe I was only going out with her for a day. But I'll say three. And then, Just want to make mine feel weird. Exactly. I don't want to feel so bad. Okay. And then there was another one in high school. And, we got, I, you know, we said we were dating, but we never did anything. And, yeah, that was it. So, it was the only two girls I ever... Did you ever quote, tell quote dated? Um, no, it never came up. Never. It came. never got there. Who was the first one you told that you were? My that? Uh, who I came out to was yeah. my aunt. Your aunt. And I only came out when I was twenty three. Why? Uh, was it because it was Calgary? Yes, it was. It was. It was rough, and it was just the circumstances that I was in. And it, uh, I finally got out of something that, like, I, I finally felt a pl- in, I was in a place that I was okay with and safe to do so. So, yeah, 23. 23 to your aunt. To my aunt. And as soon as that one came out, it was like, it was just ex- a snowball all the way. Everyone knew. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you wanted to go back in the closet? No. Not once it was out. I was, it was such a relief. Was it? And I, I, unlike you, I never had that point of where I didn't think that I can't be gay. It was... I know I'm gay. How do I deal with it? And there was no choice in me ever saying that, like, you know, maybe I can be straight. I knew I couldn't. So how does a 23-year-old gay man in Calgary deal with it? Because even today, and I'll be honest, I I look at the gay community in Calgary. There's not, I don't think there's a gay bar. There's one. Two. Two. There's two gay bars. Okay. Okay, A bar and a pub. Okay, that's really what you're getting. Okay. If you go downtown Toronto, go downtown Vancouver, Mm -hmm. the gay community is there. I know. You got your strip, but you've got at least a a block. And uh, when I was growing up, there wasn't Grindr, there Mm -hmm. wasn't uh, Scruff, there wasn't all these apps that you can go to to find another man. How do you not just move away from Calgary? Uh, I didn't think it was an option because all my family was here. So it was, um, I was still. Kind of semi-family oriented. I lived with my family. Like we, me, my cousins and I, we all moved in together, and we lived together through our twenties, and kind of uh, try to keep very close that way. Uh, as to how I you get in the in the gay community in Calgary, I have no idea. I totally didn't do it. Uh, I because I only came out at 23 I had no gay friends I didn't know where the gay spots were I didn't know how to look I didn't know anything so I just I was gay but I was hanging out with my straight friends and there was no I didn't have a boyfriend I didn't have anyone to explore anything with up until 
28. Okay. And then one of my coworkers who was gay, I was like, finally, there are other ones out there. It's like the first person I ever knew that was gay other than me. Like, it's the first person I ever met. Um, he took me to Boys Town, which was the gay bar back in the day. Okay. It's not here, not around anymore. Uh, and it's the first gay bar I ever went to, and... It, it uh, closed down soon after that. And I was like, oh, well, that was great. But then I was able to start finding more and then finding other things online. And that's what it was. It was online culture that really got me going in the community. And that was early aughts. I guess that's what it's going to be now. So early aughts. aughts. What's aughts? Like the OOs. Oh, the OOs. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had not up in the lingo of today's culture. Right? So. That's not even. That's like twenty years ago culture. <laughs> now, oh my god, I'm so depressed. Twenty years. Boo. Do we feel okay. old yet? I'm I certainly so do. Old. But yeah, that's what it was. Um, I remember like going on to Bear Four One One, and it wow. was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when. So, you live in a community that is very conservative, like yes. I did. Did you ever feel discriminated against? Because I, I've talked to a few people in the gay community in Calgary, and they range from today, like, 18-year-olds yeah. to about 40-year-olds. And the 40-year-olds are usually saying, yes, I did feel discrimination. And the 30-year-olds, mm, maybe a bit. 20-year-olds, not really the 18-year-olds. Yeah. I'm like, we're gay, we're here, yeah, exactly, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The discrimination means nothing, we don't care. We'll Twitter it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hate you. Exactly. Um, I never felt it directly to it, ever towards me. Yeah. So no one ever, like, spat at me. Me or called me names on the street okay. ever um, but it was always a brooding feeling anywhere you went that it could happen so even though it was not any outwardly signs like everyone that I knew like uh, you hang around friendly like people that understand you and like you but when you have to go other places and work and everything it's like you know what you just uh, you try to hide yourself I guess I tried to blend in a little bit more back then but yeah no I just you kind of get used to it and I guess with a lot of people that are uh, that are in minorities like there you f you always pick up on microaggressions that are always happening yep. and especially <laughs> using the, anything that has to do with the LGBTQ community microaggressions especially here are commonplace and all the time and it feels like every every range of people feels comfortable using them and you really only pick up on them if you're in that community. Do you think there's uh, discrimination in the gay community? Yes. Why? Um, and what type? Well, there's always oddly enough, we did a podcast and... <laughs> Which we'll talk about yeah, in a few minutes what, here. What? Um, but yeah, it is always about um, body type, body size, um, ethnicity, femininity, it's a lot of the times, even even as gay men, it is the pinnacle of gay men to be really manly in both physical form and your mental stature and everything like that. So you, they want everyone to be a man, but still have sex with men. Yeah. And it's there's a whole range of everything in between. So, yeah, every it started what many many years ago. You, you hear about the no fats, no femmes, no Asians as a it's just a 
a title that that's what they use, but everyone was okay with it, especially if you were, you know, thin, white, good looking. Yeah. And you can say it. It's a preference, quote unquote. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know when I was uh, through, uh, before I met my husband now, but when I was dating and mm-hmm. I was on the apps, I, was, I lived in rural Alberta, right? right. So, Sorry. like, exactly. Yeah. So the, the pool was minuscule. You have three people to sleep with and you better like one of them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, you had to drive 300 kilometers to go <laughs> sleep with somebody else. Yes. Yes. So, or you would find the down low straight guy yeah, yeah. who mm-hmm. was married with kids and you go, wait a second, mm-hmm. I know you from that local store that you own. Yeah. So, no comment. <laughs> It's never happened to him. No. no. That was just um, an example. Exactly. Thank yeah. you very much, Yeah, Jared. No basis in real life. So, uh, I don't even know where I was going <laughs> that. Now, this is the part. This, this, this is the, what I do. I derail trains everywhere I go. But uh, living up there, you learned that even the three guys that were out, yeah. they had preferences. Yes. So the discrimination, even if you have a small pocket of population that you can choose from, mm-hmm. they don't give two shits. No. They will go wherever they can. If you're the only person up there, they don't give two shits. Yes, no. Because don't get me wrong, I'm a big guy. I'm yep. classified as what they would call a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the guys up there were twinks. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, we don't want to go they with you. Oh, no. Oh, no, that'd yeah. be too bad. Like, what would people think? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, oh, God. <laughs> like Life is hard, people. <laughs> like, it's rough for the twinks out there. Yeah. I, I, I pity them sometimes. I know. Like, they're grumpy because they're hungry, so just don't piss them off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it Jesus. takes work to stay that thin. They are starving. They are starving, yeah. but yet I don't see any of them at the gym. Oh, God, they don't have to actually gym. I know. They haven't <laughs> eaten since, like, I don't know, Thanksgiving. They have half a Tic Tac every week, and that, like, sustains them. And cocaine. But it's and like alcohol. And binging alcohol. and purging. Yeah, but you have to have, like, the that, what, vodka tonic. It's the only thing you can have because you can't have any calories in alcohol. So when did you start feeling accepted in Calgary? When I actually put myself out there. Like, and that's what it, that's what it took. And it wasn't even... Um, it was me going online at Bear 411 and even Manhunt when it started. Oh, but, geez. Right? I know. Wow. I'm so old. I feel old now. I know. Um, I, I, I'm not even going to tell you. I beta tested Grinder, So that's that's how old I am. But I didn't know Grinder until about a year and a half ago. Well, <laughs> no, no, that's true. A year and a half before I got married. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've been on Grinder since the very beginning when it launched in, like, in Canada and Calgary. So, yeah, I beta tested it for BlackBerry. Like, this is ridiculous. I know. Again, do not judge me on my age. I'm not judging at all. I, I think it's hilarious that you're so open about this. Oh, God, right? yeah. I so, you know, that's the other thing. There's a whole bunch of people that would be, they don't want to say how old they are. And it, it they find it offensive. And they never want to say, because it, it kind of pushes them into the boundary of uh, un, unworthy and unlovable. And you're like, you, you, you've gone into the daddy status. Oh, I don't care. Own your daddy status. Like, whatever. Who cares now? Um, I'm actually okay with saying I'm over 40 because I actually feel that I don't look over 40. So I'm I wouldn't okay have with guessed it. that. Right? I know. I would have said 36, 37. You are definitely my best friend. See? Mm-hmm. See? This is the other reason. I couldn't call it Chris Brown needs a friend because Conan <laughs> O'Brien got that already. So <laughs> I just need friends. People. I just moved to 
Calgary five months ago, and no one wants to talk to me at See, night. See, I'm so talking to you. I'm not even getting paid. I had to get bring my own Timmy's. He wouldn't even like hey, offer a beverage. Hey, I was gonna offer. I offer all my guests coffee, but no, I had to go. Like at least it wasn't Starbucks. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Ew. But, oh, I love Starbucks, but Ew. like you didn't go out and buy. Really? Yeah. Ew. God, no. I can't do Starbucks. Wow. This this conversation. I know. I'm, I'm the worst gay. I know. I've, ju- I've literally. I think I've just lost all the gays because I don't drink. Starbucks. Oh no. No, I lost all the gays by saying, I don't think pride's relevant. Uh, where's the door? See? The dog needs to let me out. This is not good. We'll get there in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, uh, you, you started about? feeling comfortable when you started being yourself. Uh, because, okay, so I was, I'd be on the, I'd be on online because the apps weren't around yet. Yeah. Uh, but just knowing, especially, thank God for Bear 411, just knowing there was other guys like me. Um, growing up and seeing the representation that we had in TV and movies and everything else, uh, to be gay was to be everything that people think of the gay community when you see it in pride parades and you see it what is expected of what a man is supposed to look like. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a bear when I was one. I was a cub because I was like 20 something. Uh, But like I didn't think that anyone would love me for me and for my size and whatever. I just accepted that I was going to be alone and sad forever. God, what a pity. Sorry. This is like Pollyanna. This is what this feels like right now. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should be Ricky Lake. And here's your ex-boyfriend yeah, right exactly. there. Oh my God, which one? I have so many. Um, oh, I know, it's like Anne of Gay Gables. This is what it feels like. It's like going taken back to the past. Again, this is why on all my podcasts, everyone says I was born in the 1850s because I'm so old and I do these really weird references. Um, but I've gotten every single one of them see? so far. <laughs> We're kin. I got you. And then, so it was just knowing that there was a community out there for me that was like me, that actually, that empowered me in and of itself to be okay with who I was. Uh, And then (laughs) with that feeling of being okay with who I was, I decided I need to totally change who I was. And... Uh, went on a diet, lost 140 pounds, became super, super thin, and then everyone loved me. Right? Every gay loved you. Every gay loved me, and they thought I was like the cat's pajamas. So, and it was... And unfortunately, that actually started a really bad cycle of many, many times of losing a lot of weight, getting in a relationship, gaining all the weight back, losing, the getting out of the relationship, losing the weight again. So, yeah, uh, that's an endless cycle. That well, I, I, I can relate to that because uh, in 2015, I had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I, I weighed uh, X amount of uh, pounds at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided that I was going to lose weight, and I lost 170 mm-hmm. Two pounds, seventy-one pounds, and then that's like a twink and a half. Exactly. Let's then, put that in perspective. Exactly. Then all the gays were all the, those three gays. Yes, were like, oh I my know. god, I'll sleep with you. Where have you been? And like, you don't have time for me when I'm at my happiest. I know. I, know. I feel it. Screw too. you. Yeah. So and then things happened, and then I started gaining the weight back, and yeah. then all the gays were like, oh, why do I want to sleep with you again? Yeah. So it's like, okay, never mind. It's terrible. It's they're so. It's just. It's so vapid and shallow that I'm literally the same person inside. I am actually happier when I'm fatter. Yeah. Like, I'm a better person inside and out when I'm large than when I'm small. Because, again, I'm just hungry. 
Like, I'm so grumpy. Yeah. But it didn't matter. So uh, when you lost all the weight, mm-hmm. you started, I'm assuming, seeing guys more and being more active in the community. Yes. Um, and that's actually when I got my first boyfriend. Yep. Um, so what age was this? 28. So 28 was the first boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Um, so it was 28. Uh, it lasted 10 months, which wasn't bad. It was... For a first, that's not yeah. bad. Um, he, he, we lived together, then he moved out, and it, uh, I'd only gained a little bit of weight, but I still felt kind of comfortable in my skin. I dated uh, a guy again for another, like, six months, and then one for one month. So you are putting yourself out there. Yeah, I was. I was really starting to meet guys, but unfortunately, I was in a situation where I always thought that... I had to be dating someone to be having sex with someone. Oh, you didn't know about the one night stand. No, I didn't know that this world was the casual hookups. Right? I just I was like, what? What is this? And then all of a sudden I think that's when Grinder like dropped. <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, a world just like opened up before the Bible my just eyes. Opened up. It was amazing. And I realized that. I actually didn't like being in relationships. I, I was just in a lot of them just to have sex. So I'm like, why do I need the relationships? I'll just have sex. Yep. So that's what I did for the longest time. And it was the greatest time. I actually didn't have a quote unquote boyfriend for about four years because I actually enjoyed being myself and being happy just doing what I wanted to do. But there's a toll to that too, isn't oh, yeah. there? Because I know I went through that phase too, and I know that you go through those and then you wake up one morning and you mm-hmm. go, I, I I need I need that I need at least a conversation now. Right? Yes. I need that conversation. I yep. need that companionship, right? Yep. So when did that hit you? Uh it was literally just it was I didn't know it did. Um, okay. I went out for a coffee date thinking it was going to be a hookup. We sat there for two hours in a Tim Hortons. Wow. And just hit completely hit it off. And we spent, um, it, it was like, a, it was a week like this. It was in December. It was cold. It was, it was nasty. It was gross. Of the, of the seven days in the week, we spent five of them together. And then at the end of that week, it's like, oh my God, are we dating? And like, yeah, we're dating. And we actually only had sex at the end of that week. So I actually spent five days getting to know someone and then had sex with them. And I'm like, okay, this actually has to be real. So that's when I realized that that's what I was missing, that kind of connection in my life. Um, and it was good. Like that, that relationship lasted three years. Wow. So yeah. was that your longest relationship at that time? Uh, at that at, time, yes. Because your longest relationship now is your husband. Yes. Which when you met was what year? God, you're going to do that to me? I will because I will make sure he listens to it if you, <laughs> you get it wrong. <laughs> oh, God. It's uh, five years ago. Uh, five and a half. Six. We're going coming up on our... I can't do math. 2013, right? No. 2014. <laughs> 2014. 2014 you met. Yes. But we were talking on Scruff for a year. Okay. So yes. you hadn't even met each other before. No, we you... were on Scruff. Um... And I had finally broken up with my, with that partner. And I'm like, hey, do you want to like hang out and do something? You know, you want to get a little freaky? And he's like, okay, fine. And this one was just a hookup. And then we 
you know, it was okay. It was okay sex. It was like, eh, whatever. But I think both of us were just trying to like, you know, scratch an itch. And then we started talking again and I'm like, well, my roommate's gone. Do you want to come over? And then he was like, okay. So he came over and I have a no sleepover rule. I hate, I hate sharing my bed. Sorry to anyone who's ever slept, who's tried to sleep over. It's just a rule. Get out. I don't care if it's 2 a.m. So do you have two beds in your house right No, now? I've got one. I've learned to do it. Um, but yeah, and he, and he slept over and it kind of just went from there again. So wow. it, I never go looking for relationships. They kind of, I just fall into them. But my past two long-term relationships just happened. So I'm like the worst person to ask for dating advice because I literally want to say, go sleep with someone and hopefully you'll find someone you like. That's what I do. So, so the uh, your husband now, uh, five years, uh, you on your podcast, and we'll talk about that right now. So you you recently launched a podcast, and I want to make sure I get this: the Gay Agenda YYC. Uh, the Gay Agenda YYC, yes. Okay, so on your first episode of your podcast, mm-hmm. you are openly talking about New Year's resolutions. Yes. But one of the things that I found interesting about your podcast is your banter between you and your husband. <laughs> uh, it is literally. That is us. Because you all the time. You will openly talk about glory holes to him and say, (laughs) I'm gonna go get another photo at the local glory hole. Yeah. And he doesn't care about it. He doesn't flinch. Yeah. He's just like, whatever. Yeah, okay, you do that. And I asked this question and you said everything's on. uh, uh, Are you in an open relationship? Oh yes. Really? When um uh, one of the reasons my last relationships failed is because, exactly like I said, I was in a relationship because I wanted to have sex, not because I wanted to be in a relationship. So I went into this one when we started, when we decided, okay, do we actually want a relationship? I, I told him, I'm like, I've never done it before. I don't know how it's going to work, but I want to have an open relationship. I want to be with you, but I want to have the option if it so comes up. And he hummed and hawed for a while because he'd never been in one either. Didn't know if it was going to mean that we're, quote unquote, just roommates or whatever. He's very close with his mother. So we had this conversation with his mother. So it's very difficult at the beginning to be in a family dinner knowing that he's discussed our open relationship with his mother and his like siblings and they've debated it so but yeah it's it was you guys make it work we do it because actually, that was, like, like I said that was the one thing that I took away I was like wow like you guys play off each other quite well yeah and I like I, I just didn't expect to hear you say that I know I, it's I we don't really have any secrets so being very open and everything about that kind of thing I think it just helps that's one thing that we have always found and we we have discussed it my husband and I uh there is no jealousy in our relationship. There's none. Because that's usually why relationships fail. Because you start either developing feelings or you just develop cravings to do something else or someone else. Like, that's just what you want to do. When you are able to do it, you don't need to feel that you are emotionally invested in it. So it kind of just goes away. I There's only been one person that's ever made me... I don't want to say jealous, but just 
really angry and unwary, and that's because he was, I think, we think he was intentionally trying to drive a wedge between us. Okay. Knowing that. So are you guys open about this? Like, because I'm assuming, as he told his family, I'm yeah. assuming you have, like, you guys are We have been in an open, open relationship since the very beginning. Everyone knows it's open. Wow. Yes. Yeah, wow. and, and guys, all the time they're like, "Is it really open? Does he know it's open?" Yes, we like, because, both know it's open. The, like uh, this, this mind-boggling. No, not even that. I just have <laughs> like a, I have like a million questions yeah. now, and now it's like so. Yeah, again, don't have to answer if you don't want yeah. to, but you're an open book. Yeah. Oh, uh, after you've had sex with someone else outside yes. of your marriage, do you tell your husband? Yes. Like the you get home, you say, "Hey, yeah. this is what happened." I have. Um, there. There's plenty of times I like if if he goes out and he uh, has some extracurriculars, I expect him to come home and tell me how it was, like what happened, what did he like, how was the guy, all that stuff. It, it interests me, um, and he doesn't want to hear about all my exploits. Like if it happens, like I'll tell him. I, I have no, I, I feel no shame in anything that I do outside the marriage like that. I will tell him. If he wants to know, I will. I will divulge. I don't have to. I don't keep a diary and then. Tell I was going to say, it's yeah. not like you guys are keeping track. Like, exactly. Oh, he's it's done like, four. I've done yeah. three. So December third. <laughs> this is what happened. We yeah. went out to Starbucks. <laughs> and I went. Whoa. Exactly. <laughs> like take your latte and shove it. No, it was. It, it's it, if he asks, I tell him, and uh, we only have a few rules, and it's only just because of um, respect. And really, it's we don't go hooking up if the other partner is there. Like, I'm not... It's not going to be, like, 8 o'clock at night and someone meshes with me on grinder. I'm like, oh, got a grinder, got to go. No. Yeah. We respect each other enough to know that we can book our Do you think there's discrimination around. in the gay community around open relationships? Uh, I think there was. Like, it definitely was. Like, five years ago, when I first... Um, when you guys started, when we getting... first did it, it, there was not a lot, and if it was open, it was usually because it was poly. Okay, and it was because it wasn't. I, I don't know. It, there was not a lot of information about open relationships back then, so I think that was the really awkward thing. Uh, now there isn't because I think it is more prevalent in the gay community now than it than it ever has been, and it's more openly discussed. I think it is too, and I think that the, it. I, I do chalk up the gay community for doing one thing right. Um, that we are more open about things, mm-hmm. right? It's not because we we hid stuff so long in our lives yes. that we, yeah. we don't care anymore, yes. right? Exactly. And like, there's there are some things that you do keep secret, but overall, like it's an open book. Yeah, like you said, you're an open book. I, I think I'm an open book and, as well. And I think that sometimes is what gets me in trouble with being saying my whole life on podcasts is because I don't hold anything back because I don't think that I need to. My life is, you know, a journey and a roadmap and whatever, whatever. <laughs> Cautionary tale. <laughs> it's really what it Hashtag is. true story. Exactly. <laughs> do not do the this kids. Uh, and it's, I, I don't know, it's just, if anyone can learn from me, that's a great thing. Like, that's what I would want. But... 
uh, I'm still living my life. I'm it's it's still not perfect. I if I make mistakes, I want to be like, you know, my God, I'm such an idiot. I totally fucked up right here. This is what happened. And I would want people to follow along in that and actually laugh with me because that's always what I would do. Anything stupid I do, I am the first person to laugh at myself because I totally can. Um, and I expect everyone to laugh with me because I do do a lot of stupid stuff. And I'm don't we all though? I, and I love that stupid stuff though. Exactly. Is it that stupid stuff? Is because that's the stuff you'll remember. Exactly. It's way better than the painful stuff. And I think that's because the painful stuff you try to forget. And it's like you know what? It really hurt. And I never want to do that again. But it's like you go back and you. But you always think about it. And you always brood over it. And you can be in that. You make a choice to be in that deep dark hole with all that painful stuff. If you unintended, well, yeah. <laughs> you can be. I don't know. Grab that Crisco. Um, so let's talk about the podcast. Yeah. What? So where did the idea come from for the gay agenda YYC? Okay. So um, I've run. I want to say a litany of podcasts, but it's kind of like I've, I've done a few. It actually started with my brother, and I know this is going to get a little confusing, so just carry on. Like, follow along. I, I will try my okay. hardest. <laughs> uh, so it actually started with me and my husband, and my brother and his husband. Okay. Bam! I know, right? So, hold on. <laughs> we didn't even get to that I know, that, I know. We'll I, get to that later. I totally left that out as, like, the cincture. Like, that's the, <laughs> the what, the climax? There we go. <laughs> so there's four of you. Yes. So, so you, your the, brother, and your husbands. Yes. Uh, together, we are the brother-husbands. Okay. Um, it's like sister-wives? That's exactly where it came from. I'm like, we're all guys. We're brothers. Brother-husbands. How cute. Um, no, I do not. We do not swap husbands. It's uh, as many people would think. No, no, nope. none of us are each other's type. I, my brother is definitely not my type, so I will no, that's never happened. Any of you crazy fantasy people out there? There's uh, erotic fan fiction being made right now. I know, now. right? We are totally Sam and Dean Winchester right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we we did start um, a nonprofit a few years ago, and that was Pride Social. Okay. Um, it's we've we've had a lot. We've actually done podcasts on there. Um, covered some topics. We've had a lot of guests on there. Um, it's just the past year and a bit. We've had some. It's been on a hiatus, so I kind of I just wanted to make something that was all my own. So that's what the gay agenda YYC is all. So what is it about? Um, it's really because I think. Uh, the just the title sometimes it instills fear in the straight community and it's kind of like a rallying cry for the gay community because everyone you always hear that you know this is this is happening because of the gay agenda right yeah we are boycotting chick-fil-a because of the gay agenda so i want to be like this is the gay agenda i am talking about glory holes and the sixth one that i visited today because literally that is is what my agenda is about is living my life. It's nothing big. It's nothing grandiose. I'm just doing what everyone else is doing but I'm talking about it. So do you think there is a gay agenda? No, not. Not the one that the straight people Not think? the one the straight people think. We just want to live our lives. Like, and I think literally the gay agenda should be we just want to have equal representation just like you do. We, we want to feel equal. We want to be equal. And we want to look equal in your eyes. I'm going to put my uh, journalist hat on right yeah, yeah. now. Don't we already have that? No. Really? 
Uh, not everywhere. Okay, right? Okay. In Canada. Okay, yes. Yes. Not everywhere. I don't think it's ever going to be 100% mm-hmm. everywhere in the world. Yeah. But in Canada, do you not think we have the same rights as a straight couple? If, um, as... <clears throat> if we are only talking gay, as in homosexuals, either lesbians or gay men, then yes-ish. However, a lot of gay men will also be with transgender men, either MTFs or FTMs. We don't we don't know which direction you're going. A lot of that you do the rights aren't the same. Like we all know that healthcare and uh, some t- and a lot of um, mental issues and everything like that uh, for the trans community is nowhere near what it should be in Canada. So it's just tough. It's I, I'd like to say that as a gay, for the gay community, we are equal to our straight counterparts, but being within the gay community, there is such a broad spectrum of what it is to be gay. It's not just a gay man. It's so much more. So it's harder to pinpoint so what you, it is. As a gay man. Yeah. Uh, advocate, advocate for all everyone else. That whole spectrum <laughs> on the gay agenda. Yes, um, I what you what I try to I am trying to get everyone as many people as I can with different viewpoints on there to let me know. Like I want to sit down, like we're doing today, sit and talk, sit and talk with people that I norm- wouldn't normally sit and talk with. Um, one of my best friends and the people that I have on the time on there all the time is a lesbian. She just came out two years ago. So just watching her blossom from being very, very confused and struggling and everything to being out around the same age that I was when I did it. Yeah. It was just amazing to see and just see her happy. And now just so we a lot of the times we do talk about mental health and we do talk about all those issues that we both share because of just the way that we grew up. Um, I have a, a few trans friends that I've had on the podcast. And that's where I get a lot of the information because I have no idea. As a gay man, I just I just have sex with men. I don't I don't know anything else that is out there in the community. But I think part of me being an advocate for it is learning about it and talking about it and getting to know what it is. I am never going to be that high up there and be the poster child for knowing everything but I just want to make sure that I know enough to be able to say things that are important if that makes sense it does and that's where this podcast came into play too is because I think the art of conversation between two people is lost now right yeah because Twitter the rise of Twitter yeah. has destroyed our culture I will I will say that left right and center to anyone who disagrees with me I will mm-hmm. I will vehemently okay. like fight with them alright because uh, there's keyboard warriors in this community yes and all across this country and around the world who would rather sit behind a keyboard that they don't need to show their face and just throw whatever they want oh, yeah. and attack yeah, yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to people, when you're ha- when you're doing your podcast, do you think about those people as well? Yes. Because I know uh, I got attacked on Twitter a few years ago. Yeah. I know it, it's painful. It is. Yes. It dagger through the heart. Yeah. So how do you, as an open person who's so open uh, on a podcast, balance that? 
<laughs> do you have to just tune them out, or do you like reading the? Uh, sometimes I do. I love. I, I like seeing the trolls. I like seeing what they're seeing because I just see it and I'm like, oh my god, you're so stupid. Like it's just so dumb. Like how can you actually believe this? Do you actually believe this? Are you just saying this to get a rise out of me? Because it's not going to happen. You're, there's very few things that. Um, and people say all the time, you know, the whole, oh, don't get offended, but very few things offend me because I'm just so... Yeah. Well, that's not true. There is one thing that does offend you. Uh, okay. And it was on the podcast and you told me to bring it back up and I will bring it back up. Your husband, and I agreed with him, yeah. openly said yeah. he thinks Beyonce is overrated. And I swear to God, I, I didn't see your face at the time, but I can imagine the stare that you gave your husband at that okay. moment. But Okay, but it wasn't for the reason. Okay, because here it is. It actually goes to the Twitter trolls. <laughs> that's the last thing I wanted was him to say that and then the beehive come after me I was like what the fuck are you doing I was like shut up it was like the only thing I could I I would I can agree with him like yes Beyonce is amazing and yes maybe she doesn't need all this crazy highfalutinous that she's gotten right now you're, you're but sending the beehive after me now that's exactly what it is go get him instead not me Beyonce I love you but I know one of her songs and that's it is it crazy in love because nope. oh really single ladies oh God. And that's the only reason I know that? Glee. Yeah. <laughs> God, anytime a crazy love comes on in the car, I am like pumping it out. Like, I just, like, literally, I don't know how I drive and twerk at the same time, but it happens. Please don't do that on the way. I, I, right? Watch out, Deerfoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, back Woo. to Beyonce. We back. Yeah. But that's what it was. Like, and that's really, like, I'm, I'm all for my husband having an opinion, even if it's wrong. I, I, I allow him to have it because that. Thanks for allowing him to have it. Right, exactly. Hashtag feminism. And... (laughs) So, I... I just... I just... I didn't want... I'm all... Say what you want to say. Just don't intentionally piss people off for the wrong reasons. And I think that's what it, that, that's what it was for me. I just knew that, yes, the beehive would come after you because I've seen it happen. That's the only reason. Really? Yes. I'm like, you say what you want to say. That's the only reason I would have... that I stopped him. I'm like, oh my God. I just don't want the Twitter trolls. But that's what it was. But you have to. You have to take the good with the bad, though. Oh, right? I know. The facts of life? <laughs> I wasn't going there, but you did. <laughs> Take the good, take uh, the bad. That's right. Um, but yeah, and that's the first thing I thought of, just because I've seen it. And um, there's and there's just been so much, and it just takes from like the, the smallest thing, especially in 2019, the, the smallest thing that happens, and then it just explodes. And it, it's Twitter. Like, that's what, that's what it is. Like, and that's why I hate it so much. I know. But I you know. have to do it. Yes. In today's culture, you have to do it. Yeah. Like, you just you really, like, back in the day, it was poking the bear with a stick, and that would be fine. Only the bear attacks you. Now you do it, and it's like uh, the bear and the whole zoo comes after you at the yeah. same time. So and four zoos over it's, still right? coming exactly. out. Right? Exactly. I know. You go, well, where are these people coming and, from? And even a year later, you're still getting attacked by the bears. Oh, yeah. Like, right? It just happens. And I just... I knew that this is this was a minefield that I didn't want to get into. I'm all about, you know, going to the glory holes and talking about orgies and... But beehive, yeah, whoa. Yeah, lay off Beyonce. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. But so that that, that was it. And that, that's really the only reason that that happened. Is, so where does the podcast go from here? Um, 
My podcast is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you hope for? I, what do you hope people get when they listen to what it? What I always want want for my podcast is to be a hub of uh, like information and entertainment. Like that's what I want it to be. Like I want it. Oh, it's entertaining, to, right? And <laughs> that's what I try. Like I got the entertainment part down pat. Thank you, Hair Toss. And but like I want it to be informative and I want to have a topic. Sometimes and even because when we were having when we were discussing having the podcast today, I'm like, okay, so what's the topic? And you're like, there's no topic. I'm like, how can I not be topical? Like, I need to know, I need to have a focus. Nope. See, but if I don't have a focus, I'm so random, man. I just go. And it's awesome, though. And I'm blabbering it's- on about all these wacky things that make no sense. But uh, usually, we just, but unfortunately. I feel like I'm getting what you would be like on a first date. This is exactly <laughs> what it is. Okay. Except, uh, oddly enough, I have my Tim Hortons. And actually, no, I don't know because I'm really, really shy. And that was always my problem. That's usually why I don't date. I've literally only ever had three first dates. Like my husband that I have right now, we never dated. Like we did not go on a date until we were uh, together for a year and a half. And then we were like, let's go have a movie date. We're like, ooh, how exciting. What is this all about? Exactly. Any other any other time, it was like, it was like, go to Tim Hortons for a hookup. That way you meet just in case they're not a serial killer. And then that's... So that way you're on camera somewhere <laughs> making sure that someone knows Exactly. Who. So I'll be on Crime Stoppers, like last scene. And yeah, like that's totally what it'd be. But yeah, so I'm, yeah, maybe I would probably be this rambly on a first date. I would agree. I just don't know because I do not have the scientific data. But, so we'll go back to the podcast, yeah. the future of it. So you want to bring people on? Or? Yes, I'm, I've actually, um, I've talked to a lot. I've, I've sent it out there on Instagram and anyone that's in the Calgary area or around, like, you know, Airdrie, Okotoks, you're all invited. Um, if you want to be on. Yeah, yeah ex- ex- thank you. <laughs> I'm all for whatever, you tiny little towns. Balzac, you're... you're oh, Balzac, sorry, no. Mm-mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's the other one I was going to say? Oh, the duck. Le Duke, that's it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the duck. <laughs> I'm mean, being French. I totally understood that. Um, so... You want to bring people in? I want to bring people in just to get different opinions. Um, I've reached out to, like, the, the bear community talk to them um, I'm going to be talking to oddly enough some someone that works at a weed dispensary because I want to find out how that's going and just a whole bunch of just different people and their lifestyles that aren't just mine and I think that's important because and what do you are you finding the reception good about when you're approaching people yes I know it's crazy I'm like really you want to come to my house not have sex but Talk? What is that? You're not staying over. Exactly. I'm still kicking you out and you're bringing me tea, but that's just weird. But yeah, it's, I know, I love it. And I've actually had people on the podcast uh, as a, as a, as a repeat, I guess it's whatever, you know, um, regular. That's the word I was thinking of. And now they're recruiting for me. So it's like, well, you said you wanted more people. So I've asked this person and this person and this person, and they all want to be on the podcast. I'm like, literally, I've only got so much time to record. But yeah. and of course, I haven't been able to record at all this week because my dumbass husband went and broke his ankle. So didn't he just get a new job? Yes. <laughs> he literally broke his ankle. On, I'm not laughing at him. I'm just laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at him. OK, because he's a dumbass. <laughs> so he broke his ankle, slipping on the ice when he's walking his dog uh, New Year's Day. 
Uh, he only thought he sprained his ankle, so he left it for two days. And then I took him to the hospital uh, Friday, last last Friday, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was broken. We had to get it cast. Took nine hours in a merge. And I'm like, my God, you're such an idiot. So... I haven't been able to do anything. I've literally been like... But isn't he tied up, so wouldn't you be able to do the... <laughs> no, I gotta do... You think, right? He can't move. I should just bring the microphone to him. But I'm like, after a while, I just want to sit there and not do anything with him. I've literally been Florence Nightingale, and it's exhausting. Is that why you were late today? <laughs> yes, exactly. And I need to change the channel. I need to, like, dab his brow. Like, it's so bad. It feels like Greg's garden. <laughs> But the whole time, and I remember it when we were, again, in the, in Emerge, he's all like, all sad because he's broken and worried. And here I am, I'm cracking jokes. I'm making fun of the people. I'm making names for every single person that we see. They're not very friendly names. I won't say many things. Thank you. Um, Don't want the Lockheed Hospital after me. And, uh, but, like, I was totally just trying to make light of the situation, because, again, that's what I do in these awkward situations. But I just find it, God, that's just, really. So I can't even separate life from, like, the podcast world. It's just, like, when I'm in, I'm, I'm, when I'm on, I'm on, and it's like, go. Everything's fair game. And that's kind of what the podcast is. It's, wow. like, if we pick a topic, I will... So will you let your guests pick the topics? I, I want to. I want to say, what do you want to come on? What do you want to talk about? If you are passionate about something, we will definitely talk about it. And are you afraid of that, though? Because I know you're an open book and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a little hard for you to even come here when I said there was no topic. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 so when someone comes on and says, I want to talk about this, and you have no idea. So will you do your research? I'll do research. Yes. Okay. Like that way I'm not completely caught off guard. Literally, the only thing I did for my research yeah. with you? you? You creeped my Facebook. I creeped you. Well, after you told me your name, I thought it was Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's because you have. Well, see, okay, my problem is I, again, super shy, super secretive. So I rarely tell people my name. I just assume that you all know me, but I know you don't. Whereas uh, I, I'm almost uh, as good as a creeper as you are. So I already knew who you were, knew who you're married, where you're from, doing all the stuff. I do that like the instant, like I was like scrolling through Instagram or whatever. I do that with everyone because I'm just like, what else do I do at three o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and Grinder's really boring then. So whatever. <laughs> Uh, but well, if you creep my uh, Instagram, all 5,900 photos, <laughs> that must have just took a knee forever. I'm going, what the hell? Is no, this guy conceited no. or what? That's what it, yeah, every pic is you and, and like a date and a wait. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Thanks for the info. Um, <laughs> I know that was harsh, right? I know. Wow. What a, uh, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> I recoiled there. I was like, wow, sorry. I know. Kitty likes to scratch. I'm so sorry. I think the reason I thought your name was Jeff, mm-hmm. because on uh, when we were talking yeah. through chat, yeah. you said Jeff needs to play or something like that. I was like, oh. <gasps> oh, no. I think I was making a Survivor reference or something like that. Probably. That's what it was. And I was like, okay, your name's Jeff. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> so I think I remember it now. Uh, and that's actually, that's what I was going to go with. Because I know... I think this is a lot of my problem. Um, 
Uh, and that's why I don't tell people my name because I remember every single thing that we ever do in a conversation. I don't know if it's a superpower. I don't know if know for what it is. If if I've if I've had a conversation with someone on Grinder like five years ago and they just messaged me sup, I'm like I remember you. We like slept together. Yeah, we slept together August 2013. Yeah, it was like a six. Like I just six. why would I do it again? Like I don't know. It's just like. But knowing someone's name, knowing someone's whatever, I'm like, I don't know you. But yeah, and so that's, and that's, I live, I totally live and invested in the digital world now, just like that. So that's where all of my energy goes is conversations online on everything. Yeah, it's tough. Do you think we've moved to a more digital world? I think we have. And I think that's also why I enjoy doing the podcast is because I do enjoy talking to people and I miss it. I think for a lot of the reasons um, of us, like you said, like how Twitter has ruined conversation, I've had a lot of people talk talk to me when, like, in a text conversation, saying I text funny because I actually text how I talk a lot of the times, and people don't get that. I don't use a lot of, like, LOLs and all that stuff. I just... I don't use text speak. I actually type out what I want to say because that's how I expect to actually say things. I guess so, because I'm just remembering our conversations mm-hmm. going back and I don't remember you saying LOL and me being the yeah. little girl. I'm like, LOL, yeah, oh I would God. never use LOL. If you ever see me do anything, it's L A W L. I will lol because that when you read out LOL, that's what it is. And that's why it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I've, and, and I think I've. Oh, Again, totally going to date myself. Way back in MSN Messenger. Hey, hey, ICQ. I did ICQ. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> what was your screen name? One eight two six seven eight two. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then AIM. Yeah, I never had AIM because I was lame. <laughs> wow. I sorry. Know. Sorry, again. Um, but people used to comment on my grammar. And, like, there's nothing more flattering during sexting than someone saying, you've got great grammar. Like... Thanks. Yeah. I was going to say, today's uh, grammar does not exist on I know, Twitter. But that's what I, but I think I've kept with it. I'm like, I'm not going to lose the way that I type because it still gets my point across better than stuff like that. So communication and the way you actually speak is important. Would you bring a young gay man on your podcast? I have. I have actually, um, uh, I think I, I might re-release a lot of the old ones. That way they're out there for people. I brought a an 18-year-old okay. on there. And just finding his story I thought was very interesting. So one of the things that I find, and this is the segue into the next segment of our podcast. <laughs> no, segment. I do not sleep with young men. No, but, not oh, okay. that at all. Okay. Do you think the young generation... Because this is this is the part where you almost slapped me before the interview began. <laughs> I'm not a fan of pride. Okay. I, I, I think the idea of pride, and I've gotten hate mail on this yep. since watching this podcast. Yep. I think the idea of pride has been lost. Okay. The idea of pride was rising up against br- cop brutality. Mm-hmm. I do not understand why gay men are in speedos dancing their little twerking asses away yeah. on the top of a freaking giant float. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Yes. So do you think the gay culture today, the younger generation's gay culture, not of your and my mm-hmm. generation, doesn't remember what the actual gay fight was about? The uh, Today's generation has 
no idea on what pride is what pride actually is yes um, uh, last year was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots so uh, realistically neither you or I have ever lived in a time when there wasn't some kind of pride festival yes right um, prior to that right yeah it's um, so yeah I think and the first one in Canada was 1980 and it was in Vancouver and I just I remember going to my first one and it was in Calgary and it was way, way back when they used to only go on Stephen Avenue Mall um, so it was like very short it was like just a few blocks but still it was it ended in City Hall we all had the party there and it was great literally maybe 500 people so some with bags over their head because you because they wouldn't be able to show their face yes. exactly because that, that sometimes you yeah. could get fired yeah you can't um, just being on TV back then it was yeah yeah a lot of uh, a lot of the people that actually were in our in our inaugural inaugural yep <laughs> first you could have just said first but you had to go with the big one <laughs> Um, First Pride actually did that. Um, in case anyone was wondering, we are actually coming up on our 30th anniversary of Pride. So, in Calgary? Yep. Calgary's first one was in 1990, so this year will be 30th. Wow. Yes. Um, what I... I love the idea of Pride. Yes. I love the idea of being out there with the community, being happy, being with our like people. And being able to collectively celebrate everything that we have accomplished. What I don't like is that, yes, all it is is one big, huge party. Um, last last year, I think attendance at the parade was just a little bit less than the year before, only because it was crap weather. But, like, two years ago, it was 80,000 people at the parade. Like, that's insane. There isn't 80,000 people. There isn't 80,000 gay people in the city, I'm sure. I don't know. Because I even know that half the gays didn't even go to Pride because they feel a lot of the same way that we do. So, really, what Pride has become is a party. Hangers on. People that want to be allies, that's fine. Be an ally during Pride. I'm okay with that. But, yes, the idea of what Pride started out as is not the same as what it is now. And do you think that will hurt the gay agenda moving forward? I just, I think it's... The, the big problem with it is that now... The streets, hashtag trademark, are exactly. They only think that the gays, hashtag trademark, are what they see on Pride. Like like you said, when you see them in the tiny pink speedos dancing on floats and whatever, whatever, that's the gay lifestyle. That's what they expect. They don't. And quite honestly, if I was, you know, Cindy McCain, whoever is like the Republican, whatever, whatever. Um, if, if that's what I saw, do you think I would want those people adopting the children? Uh, no, obviously not, because all they're doing is partying and buying drugs, if that's what they do. Maybe they're lovely people. But uh, I think that showing that and only that as our representation, that's what's hurting it. Exactly. Yes. And that's my thing. Yeah. Because the media and... The <laughs> God bless the media. <laughs> they will come around in September, yep. say they're very for Pride. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're all about the gays. Mm-hmm. And then the moment the Pride parades ended, whoosh, hey, no more flags. I know. Well, yeah, but you can't sell tickets to just two gay people sitting there watching TV and, you know, 
sitting there and being a married couple. Yeah. That doesn't sell tickets. But that's not represented in today's culture, <coughs> right? It is not. Because, like, okay, there's Modern Family, there's Cam and Mitch, there's a few other TV shows that have gay couples on it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're, and yet again, they're the stereotypical gays, right? And caricatures of things that exactly. we think they are. Yep. So you don't see the, hey, just the random gay guy who's sitting on the couch going, yeah. fuck this, I want to go to bed right now at 7 o'clock at night. Exactly. Because that doesn't sell. No. So how do we move from being inclusive of those partiers? Yep. And those ones who want to sit on the coach. I think what it is, you've got to... We're we're trying to solve world here. I know, right? (laughs) And you can't do it. Like, literally, it's tough. I think what we need to do is realistically just bring... We have to be inclusive as even the gay community. Because we are not. Yes, of every possible lifestyle. If you want to be the bar gay, be the bar gay, and I'm okay with that. But if I'm going to be the home gay, you have to be just okay, just as okay with that as yep. I am as of you. And if I'm not the advocate gay, mm-hmm. then you have to be okay with that. Don't too. push. Yeah, don't. Don't put, get me wrong. Yeah. If you want to go out there and march every time yep. someone comes downtown mm-hmm. Toronto, uh, Calgary yep. and p- puts up something, go right ahead. Yeah. Don't p- don't get upset when I don't. And yes. I, I say, you know what? I had a fun time watching designing women today. Yeah. <laughs> You, you were gay enough. Exactly. You had Delta Burke. Exactly. And that's enough. That's all you need. I just... Because I, I find that... And this is where I find... Like, today's... I, I say today's, but we're technically we're always in today. Um, the 18 to 25-year-olds, mm-hmm. their culture is more discriminatory towards anything that's different older. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. And I don't understand that, and that's why when I... Last Pride I went to was the 2017, 18 one? Yeah. And that's the big one. That was the big one, and the hot one. Like, it was it was hot. It was, exactly. It was weather. And it was the rain. people that were lining yep. the streets were yep. all young guys yep. and young girls and everywhere in between, mm-hmm. and... I just sat there and I said, they probably don't know what... They don't. And that bothers me. <laughs> I know. And but the, the thing is... Uh, and I, I know that I should accept them. They, they, they're they happy who they are. Yeah. God bless them. I think it's... And I don't want to say... It's cathartic, actually, to think that they live in a world where they don't have to know why pride is important and they don't have to know what everyone went through in order to get to where we are now that they can only think that it's a party like it's just i see them and i want to be like i want to shake them out because um I want to be like, you know, pride is a protest. Why are you partying? Blah, 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 blah. But you know what? They don't have to protest. They don't have to get up. They they aren't being beaten by police. They're not being locked up for no reason. They're not losing their jobs. They're not doing... They're not... Nothing is happening to them like it used to happen to us. So the fact that they don't know and they don't live in a world where that is even a possibility is almost okay it'll sit almost okay with me if all they're doing is partying for pride I think I get it I'd like a little reflection thinking why we have it but they have no I they'd have no reason to know what the backstory is and feel it 
Right? Do you think it's easier today to be gay than it was when you were coming in? Oh, God, yes. Really? Totally. Even in rural Alberta? Yes. In here in Calgary? Yeah. Um, my, uh, my husband's sister um, came out as Pan. Right. Okay, okay. so... <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we'll just move on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and we actually had her on the pod, one of the podcasts too, and we were talking about what that means. And she's like, "Oh yeah, everyone at, at school is okay with it. You know, there's there's more trans kids in school now. There is more of everywhere on the spectrum by poly, whatever. I, I can't even keep up with them. Like I don't know all the flags. Don't ask me. I don't know." But I know the bare ones <laughs> yellow, I think. Um, it's all the really boring fall forest colors. With the bear paws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, just having a discussion with her. It's like no one cares about gay anything anymore. It's, it's all open. It's all like love and rainbows. I'm like, really? My God, I was terrified to come out in high school. Like, I never would do it. My husband came out in high school. He was one of the first gay kids in his class. And I just, I applaud him for that because I never would have the strength to do it. But again, that was a different time because we are a few years apart. (laughs) So it's just seeing the progression of how... Coming out was in this city over the past few decades. It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it now. Like the, the young, the youngins. The youngins. Yeah, they don't. I don't know. And I find that uh, there's a spectrum of LGBTQ two. X, Y, Z. I don't know. I I honestly don't remember. Um, And I find that more people are identifying outside of the LGBT, Mm -hmm. LG, LG, right? Because it's there and it's a possibility. Do you think that will hurt the gay agenda? Yeah. um, I don't want to say yes. You almost did, though. I know. Because... Because the, the, and I'll tell you what I think, yep. and then we'll go from here. Yep. The reason I think that if we start watering down yep. the idea that if it's not, and don't get me wrong, identify with whatever you want. Exactly. I, I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Yep. But if I have to remember 18 different letters mm-hmm. and numbers, I'm going to lose the idea of what it is. Yes. So, and we just talked about it. I don't know what pansexual means. Yeah. Okay, I probably have done research, but it's so gone. Yeah. Okay? So, when more people are identifying as those, I, I'm okay with that, but I'm saying, okay, I get it, but do you not just still follow under fall under the umbrella of the LGBT mm-hmm. community? See, I think the issue with that is, is what it... What, what it kind of presses is that you're either straight or other. Yes. And that's kind of where it's going, right? Where it was, like, 50 years ago, it was very, very bad to be other, mm-hmm. right? You had to be straight because that was just the norm and that's just what it is. Nowadays, it's kind of, it's just pushing the envelope and getting the the ratio maybe closer to more normal, but it's easier to be other because there's so many options to be. Like, it was either you were gay or straight. That's it, right? You either slept with men or you slept with women. And, and when I was coming out, it was, like, even uh, self-identified lesbians, mm-hmm. they weren't lesbians, they were gay. Yeah. Yes. 
now it's yeah. you're a lesbian, you're gay, and if you misidentify the person, yeah, and this is the part that doesn't bother me as much as it should, it shouldn't, but if I mistake someone for being a letter on the alphabet, yep, and it's they're not identified as that, then it's my bad for not knowing. There's no way you can know. There's no right. Meaning. There's the, the, exactly, but I think it's such a um, the, the, with me being gay is such an intrinsic part of who I am. Unfortunately, but it's because I think it was instilled in me that I because I am other. So at, at such a young age that the G is very, very important to me yeah. and it comprises a lot of what I have. And once you finally discover that, oh, my God, this is what it is. And I think that's why people get really not offended, but very touchy yes. when you miss identify identify and not and i i will i will sit down with members of the transgender community yeah. either way bisexual community pansexual community asexual community two-spirit community exactly see queer community the list goes on exactly yeah i will sit down with them and i will do this podcast with them as well mm-hmm. i'm just saying that uh, i don't want to be if if we are truly trying to fight for the gay agenda which mm-hmm. is Equality for all. Yep. Then we have to start not fighting each other. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> exactly. If we, if we want equality for all, we have to be. We have to feel equal to each other. Exactly. And I think that's the big thing. And it was. Um, oh, I forgot. I intersex. Yeah, and you and. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's two eyes. There's a U. There's uh, there's so many things. Um, and now it's actually going into just GSD. So it is the gender and sexually diverse. Nice and easy. Is it really? Yes. Oh. GSD community. There you go. See? There you go. I totally gave y'all a little tidbit. You never have to worry about the 18-letter acronym anymore. GSD works. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. I met up with um, some of the people. I actually had a little sit down with people that actually worked at Pride Calgary, and that was something that they discussed. They they kind of wanted to get that out there in the um, in the community. That do you consider yourself an advocate for gay issues? I want to be. Um, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be open minded, and I'm trying to be. <clears throat> I know I have a voice, and I know that I have a following for people that actually sometimes. I don't know why, but enjoy listening to me ramble on for no good reason. Of what's it's been like? What five hours that we've been talking? I'm sure An hour and thirteen minutes. <laughs> See, it just it feels like it's forever. But like I want to be able to do something, and I think everyone does that. Like they want to they want to have some kind of legacy, and I think like if if this can be mine and actually help that young kid that doesn't feel right way. And they have no one to turn to, even though it's it's apparently a much easier thing to do now. I just want to be able to save that kid. Like, that's the whole point. Like, I don't care if I can't get a hold of the 25-year-old twink who's, like, coked out and methed out and whatever. But if I can... The 18-year-old who's in rural Alberta who's struggling right now. If I can tell him it is okay and it will get better, because it actually does... It gets a lot worse before it gets better, but it gets well, better. Well, I was going to say, yeah, because I remember in high school getting beating up, yeah. beaten up because of, like... I'm lucky that n- that never happened to me. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I just... It is tough. In everyone's got their own struggles, and I think everyone needs to know when is 
a good time for them to do what is right for them. I think that's the big thing. And that's one thing we talk about. Like, again, I came out when I was 23. My husband came out when he was 16. It's like, I know... But everyone does it at their own pace, yeah, right? Yeah, but it, I think we both felt comfortable or felt the need to do it right then. Yeah. And you just need to know when your right then is. And you need to do when you're in a safe ish environment if you can help it so my last thing Uh before we end here so on your podcast Mm -hmm. one of the resolutions that your husband was talking about on the list yeah do you remember these lists oh god i have so many one of them was to make a new friend each month yes one new friend (laughs) each month (laughs) and you you had a meltdown you remember my reaction to (laughs) that if you haven't if you haven't heard it you need to now go to yeah yeah. but like it was my most unbelievable i couldn't believe it i just yeah I, I don't know it scared the hell out of me just to even think about it are you do you have a hard time making friends i do i am socially inept really yes you, you come across not though. i know but it's such like i don't want to say it's like a facade but again i can it's i'm able to just turn it on when i need to but i i'm so awkward and wallflowery i am that guy in the bar that will just stand in the corner and not talk to anybody like and just observe so so a creeper like that's really what it is but yeah as soon as as soon as i know that i need to be on on i'm there it's so, so it's a switch that you can turn yeah, it on it's mentally and if, are you an introvert very much so really yes right wow. i know you wouldn't think but yeah i am just, i'm comfortable staying at home not seeing anyone for like months on end i can yeah so looking back on your life yeah so far mm-hmm. is there anything you would have changed oh god yes tons tons i've made so many fuck-ups <laughs> But it's... You're the first person to honestly answer that question. Are you kidding? Like, God, I change almost everything. But literally, everything... All the mistakes that I've made have made me who I am. So, uh, it's a yes and no. Like... Yeah, there's big things like, you know, I'd, I'd want to go to school and I want to do this and I want to do that. And but it's like, no, because uh, it's led me to where I am. And I kind of like where I am. Like, I like the person who I am now. I kind of like my husband. I just I don't know. <laughs> if he doesn't break his ankle again, you'll really love Good him. God, I told him, like, literally, please. <laughs> well, okay. God, don't do anything. <laughs> write a will. I, I need all of his financials in order god because like uh, seriously like last week i was i told my boss i'm like okay i am taking him to the hospital we are either getting him casted or i'm putting him down i just i can't take it anymore and it's been two days (laughs) wow just i know he's a lucky man I know. He seems like you seem like a great guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I know we've only known each other mm-hmm. for well, I think probably about two weeks on Instagram, probably yeah, uh-huh. and about an hour and a yeah. fifteen twenty IRL. I know exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag in real life. Exactly <laughs> for all those uh, millennials or non millennials <laughs> or boomers who are listening. God, hey, uh, and I feel really bad because I'm not a millennial, but I totally play one on Instagram and Twitter. Like I fake it, like the. That's why, again, you no one knows that I'm some like ancient crone that is like well, on there for the longest time. Your profile picture on Instagram, I was like, oh, that's him. Oh god, that's I love, but I love that picture. That but that totally encapsulates exactly what I, I want. I don't know who he is. Oh, me neither. I just that's like a picture that I found on like Tumblr, like from oh. years ago. But I've always loved that picture, and but I think that's also it. I don't. 
I don't want to say that... I don't need to have a face to go with what the gay agenda is. Like, it's an idea. Yeah. And a lot of it, if you see, like, on the... If you go to the Instagram... And yes, I'm old, because I, I put the in front of all these nouns. And... The Twitter, the Facebook, the, the, the Snapchat. Exactly. So when I'm taking the Deerfoot home... Yes, all the time. Any any old people you talk to in this city. That's exactly what they do. Um, but yeah, so I've always just used that. And it's... Uh, it's That's just close. it's a <laughs> is it a coping mechanism for you maybe because no because on my actual regular Instagram I've got pictures of me I've got pictures of my husband oh now I'm going to have to find this it's, it's linked to it it's just it's, it's on there it I is. did not I yeah. did not creep well enough god you are a really bad creeper <laughs> I'll learn a little bit better yeah um Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for having me. This even, was awesome. Even though I was scared uh, to death. I know you said you don't want to make friends, but mm-hmm. I think I consider you a friend now. Okay, fine. <laughs> we are Facebook friends. <laughs> after two seconds after telling me your name. He was on it, kids. Do not give this man your last name. So, scared like, you're the from hell Montreal. out of me. You're like, what the... <laughs> are you in the bushes? <laughs> it was really, really bad. Found out which London drug you work for. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to... No, I'm not even going to go there. Terry, mm-hmm. thank you very much for doing thank this. Thank you Greatly for having me. Great. <laughs> we will do it again sometime. Yeah, when you the gay agenda episode two. <laughs> Let's see if I get any gayer or exactly. any stupider. The gay strike back. Exactly. I need a good theme song. Definitely then. You have a better theme song than I do. Oh, I did like that one. Yeah, it's super gay and super upbeat, right? I didn't think it was super gay. Really? But I thought, I thought it was super upbeat. Maybe I just thought it was like super 80s. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's that's that's, what, that's, that's mm-hmm. what we're leaving it on. Okay. I'm going to shut up now so he can make his outro. Nope, that's it. Here's my outro. It was pre-recorded afterward. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Oh, God. Spoil the whole thing. For- Damn it. Don't worry, I do it too. And once again, thank you to our guests for coming in and sitting down today. It was greatly appreciated. As I've said in the introduction, this podcast is about having a conversation. I learned a lot in this interview, and I really hope you did too. This podcast couldn't have happened without our listeners. From here in Alberta to across Canada and around the world, I want to take this moment and thank everyone for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. The links are in the show notes. Or visit our website at www.crossborderinterviews.ca. We will be back here next Saturday with another great episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast. This podcast is produced and owned by Miranda Brown and Associates. I'm your host, Christopher Brown. Once again, have a safe and hopefully talkative week.